Hi, I'm Bill. And I'm Ansa. And we are the Uncommonwealth Podcast. This is a very special episode. It is our 10th anniversary Number 10, baby. Yes. Anniversary? Well, 10th, yeah, 10th, 10th uh, episode. 10th episode. Our anniversary of, what, two months? Well, that would have been eight, realistically. There's four weeks in each month. I'm not very good with the numbers, Bill, but in, in, any, in, in, any event, <laughs> in any event, it, just like our other podcasts, we say bad things, and our 10th episode won't be any different. It's so probably be even pro- more probably gratuitous be, yeah. and vulgar and just horrible. Just dirty, dirty stuff. But you know what? This episode is brought to you by you, yeah. the listener. You, the listeners, picked our topic today. Uh, we put our survey out there and you responded uh, pretty overwhelmingly for the topic of PA foods for the overall subject and then for the under one uh, it was pretty tight race actually between PA snacks and yin yang and meaning yingling yin yang um that's my dad and I always call it that because we're we're idiots and we don't call anything by its proper names ice cream is creamy to us it's creamy we call it you want some creamy? Oh, no. No. That's so weird. No, Bill. Uh, That's what well, we always do. Apparently, the listeners love their sweet and salty Yeah, they love goodness. their snacks. Because yeah. uh, PA snacks won out over beer. Uh, so if we, if we were if we were to have done the beer one, which we'll probably do eventually, well, uh, we're pretty soon, probably likely, pretty soon. Um, we would have been totally hammered doing it. Yeah, maybe so. taste testing some of their other ones on... I was like looking at... I was at the beer distributor yesterday and picked up just a case of lager. And, but I was like, oh man, there's the porter we can try and the premium and the golden and all this and that. I think I've had every beer they have though. So we're good. See, I haven't. So it'll be Ooh. a really fun experience for me, but I'm glad we didn't do that. Cause I, I, I have things to do. Today. I, we have things to do and I don't really want to get trash at like nine in the morning that we're recording I mean, this on a Saturday. Yeah. Although maybe, maybe, maybe next time there's a early Penn state game. <laughs> No. <laughs> the the other alternative was to bring a lot of food snacks and just eat them and like taste them but then it would just be like 40 minutes or an hour of just us making crunchy sounds yeah and we're not doing asmr <laughs> today <laughs> and also like you know i'm a heavy set boyo i don't think i can deal with like middlesworth and uh, like, we can't even get a middlesworth out here no but yeah. i'm not trying to down like eight tasty cakes well well i mean i, I could but <laughs> yeah i probably shouldn't shouldn't but yeah, so let's let's get on with that goodness, right, Bill? Yeah, because like we all have personal experiences with fucking snack foods and other types of things. So it's, it's why I'm this round boy that I am today. Yeah, I got my little punch. Though that might be more beer than snacks, if we're being completely honest. That's for the that's for another episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's get into it. Uh, we're gonna start with one from my home area, Middlesworth Chips. They were founded by Bob's Middlesworth Bob Middlesworth in 1942 in Beavertown, PA. He started with a single kettle in a two-room building off the side of his family's home. Uh, in 1959, Bob's father, Ira, joined the company, and that's when it officially became Ira Middlesworth and Son. That's what it's called now. Ah. But everybody just, you know, Middlesworth. Middlesworth Chips is all anybody ever calls it. Um, Take that, sons. They grew to like 20 workers when he joined. Uh, in 1961, their new plant, new plant was built in Middleburg, PA, and it had 44 employees. And that's where they're primarily headquartered now is Middleburg. Gotcha. How far is that from where you grew up? Do you know? Dude, it's half an hour, if that. Oh, half, okay. I thought you said two, two. No, 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 no. Yeah, dude, half an hour. dude, gotcha. dude. Cool. Half an hour, if that. Um, they still only really employ around 90 people, and they only manu- manufacture like 3,400 chips in an hour, which is like compared to some of the other ones we're getting to, that's really small. Yeah. But man, they're so fucking good. Wow. Um, they're still family owned. <clears throat> I guess we got to talk like they do plain chips, sour cream and onion, jalapeno. They have like a snack mix thing now. Their barbecue is But it's the, the barbecue. Best. Because it's not tangy. Or it's tangy rather than sweet barbecue. Mm. It's so fucking good. Um, I brought them like for people down here and they always lose their minds at them. Yeah. Um, their sour cream and onion are really good too. And oh, their salt and vinegar. It's sea salt and vinegar. Oh my God, dude. They can, only, And they only sell them in little bags for those. Can you tour the factory? Is that possible? I don't think so. Yeah. Because I know, because uh, I grew up in Northeast Philly and there used to be... It, it, it closed a couple years ago, but there was a Nabisco factory, and you oh. you couldn't go in it. But you, whenever you would drive by, you just smell just like yeah. mm, crackers, and yeah, I, I I can't even imagine how delicious that might smell around there or terrible. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. One or the other. Just, I was growing up, we had the the bread factories in our town right by the middle school, and it was at times amazing because it smelled so great, 
And there are times you're just like, oh my god, I'm so fucking sick of that bread smell. It makes me feel <laughs> sick. Just weird tangy. Yeah, yeast, like smell. yeasty. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of bread, a little off topic. Not really a snack food, but you know. No, but it's food. You, you know the um the bimbo breads in yeah, Horsham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, the balls on that company named themselves bimbo. Right. Bread. <laughs> Uh, so we're we're gonna talk a lot about chips, at least in the couple yeah. first couple minutes. Well, I think there's ones we didn't even include, like in Berwick Wise Chips, W I Z S E. Yeah, they're actually totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're pretty big. They've got the Ally, or I think it's an Eagle Eye. They call it mm-hmm. on the uh, chip egg. It looks like an owl though, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're Pennsylvania is kind of known as the chip capital of the world, and and realistically, like the snack food capital of the world, world specifically Hanover, which is in South Central PA. South Central, which is like a weird... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've never heard it. Yeah, but... <laughs> but that is what it... Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to talk about Hers chips for a little bit. And I actually love Hers chips. It's one of my favorites. I, I, they're not... I mean, I guess they're not the best, but just there's something about that stupid, like, foily paper of, of, the, of like, the texture of it. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the, the image of that, like, weird farmer guy with the red hat or whatever. Yeah. I just... I love it. I don't know. It's like, it's like a childhood thing, but... Are, are Martins and Goods made in PA, too? I'm not sure. I th- I think they are. I think they are too. I think they are. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry. dude. We're just rolling in in salty chips. Uh, but hers uh, was based is based in Nottingham, Pennsylvania, which is in Chester County, and it started off in 1946, where a 21 year old James S. Her bought a small potato chip company in Lancaster, <laughs> and you know it wasn't it wasn't a, a high volume place by any means. It was only selling about thirty dollars worth of chips a week, which it's not. Which not like trans- yeah, it's not much, and it translates to forty to four hundred dollars in today's money. Still, yeah, not which that much. Is you know not 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 a high amount at all, and you know I I love Hearst chips. They have a huge variety, but they were actually, and I'm, I don't know how substantiated this is, but they claim to be the creators of barbecue flavor chips. Okay, and, interesting. Yeah, and that that happened in uh, shortly after in the forties. So they, they were one of the pioneers in flavor dusting their chips. Well, if they did do that, thank you. Yeah, I mean, but, I, but Middlesworth. I have to, yeah, have to say, Middlesworth has a better barbecue flavor. But man, I just, just how great is it to look at something and be like, you know, what can make this better? Salt dust. Yeah, and right. You know, you, know, you know what's better than salt dust? Flavor salt dust. <laughs> like it's, it's cheese. It's just oh, cheese. That's a game changer, right there. That's like that's like the iPhone coming out. It just changes everything. Yeah, just yeah, so many fat kids just because of hers. Thank you, hers. Thank you, hers. So many. Stoners and D and D nerds, thank you. <laughs> Without you, there would be no Doritos. Yeah, all <laughs> those like covered gross Cheeto things. Holy shit, they're not gross. You're gross. Fuck off. The, te- the feeling having them in your love hands, it. though. Love oh it. no, uh, coat me in fucking cheese oh, dust. God, send me out into the wild. <laughs> <laughs> Fend for your lives. Next up, and we're we're moving through these kind of quick today because there's kind of vignettes. There's a there's um, a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Uh, some of these are going to get full episodes later because there's just so much history behind them. Yeah. Next, we move to Utz, and it was founded by Bill and Sally Utz in 1921, and they just started with making and selling potato chips. Um, the original name was actually Hanover Home Brand Potato Chips, and they primarily sold in Baltimore, the Baltimore area. Those mm. fucking traders. Mm. I bet it was covered in. Well, they, they didn't coat anything back then. But I bet no. if they would have coated something, it would have been in that stupid old bay shit. You don't like old bay chips, man? Not like old bay chips. I like I like old bay with seafood. But when you have old bay and potatoes, I but, like crab fries. All right. Yeah. You ever put old bay on pizza? No, dude. On pizza? Game changer. Mm. On eggs? Old bay on uh, on the rim of a natty bow. Oh uh, yeah, see, I've never done that before, see, which which is a shame. You are I, you are a coward. I am a coward. <laughs> uh, but they incorporated as Utz Potato Chip Company in 1947, and uh, like I said earlier, they're based in Hanover, which is the snack food capital of the world. At least they they claim to be. Mm. They are actually the largest, at least according to their website, they're the largest independent, privately held snack brand in the U.S. And then they also sell some of these other, make and sell some of these other brands. Which I had no idea. And I, like, I looked at this list because, uh, you know, just out yeah. of curiosity. And I eat this stuff, some of these stuff, and I yeah. have no clue. No clue that no they clue were made by it or sold by it. It's maybe distributed. Um, so I'm just going to run through them pretty quick because some of them are fucking hilarious. Their names, too. We've got Bachman, Zaps, Dirty. Have you ever, I've never seen a snack. I've seen dirty. The, the, well, they're, they're dirty chips. Zaps, dirty chips. 
Oh. It's like a sub-sub brand of Zaps. Okay. Golden Flake? That sounds like not a, an appealing... No. Is that a high-class potato chip? I don't know, dude. It sounds... Um, sounds high-class. Distinctly sexual, unfortunately. <laughs> um, or fortunately. Yeah. Good health. Okay. Snickety. Not something you'd think about for a, for a potato chip, good health, but no. Snickety's a good name, Snickety's too. a good name for a chip, actually. Yeah. Border Canyon. TGI Friday Snacks. Well, you've seen those, right? They, they yeah, so yeah. I'm, like, I used to put them out for uh, when I worked in the frozen section all the time, like the, the frozen meals and shit. But yeah, like they got the, the greasy pork rind things oh, and no, shit. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, and tortillas. Tortillas. Yeah, I... So, before this episode, I looked at this list and I, and I saw that tortillas and I was like, Bill, why would you write it like that? Well... And, and Bill's like, well... We, we gotta say how it's spelled. And also, that's how it's, it's all, written. It's all caps with an exclamation, exclamation point. It's not even spelled right. How does it spell, Bill? T-O-R-T-I-Y-A-H-S, exclamation point, all caps. Tortillas. Tortillas. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so bad. So, so bad, dude. Like, poor taste. Because you, know, like, you know some white guy was like, let's name it this. Yeah, this we're good. sitting in a board meeting with a big cigar hanging out of his head. We here at the Utz brand love tortillas. He probably saw that movie. It was like, "Whoa, what can I do for these kids?" How and do I was, reach these kids? He was like, "Yes, yes, let's let's have that." But he for said, a "Chip brand." Uts will stand and deliver you a chip. <laughs> Man. Oh, and their other cringy thing is they call their flavor makers Uts Snack Masters. It's like kind of like the the Apple geniuses. Yeah, it's just, it's really pretentious. But it's super pretentious. Also, just now I think of the other definition of snack. Like, oh, she's a snack. He's a snack. <laughs> and they're like. We're the snack masters. They're just incredibly sexual beings, Bill. Let, let them be. <laughs> Sex is beautiful. You're right. Uh, well, let's let's stay in Hanover. Let's let's stay in, in Hanover and talk about Schneiders of Hanover. Who? Just Schneiders. Why are you calling them Schneiders? Schneiders. <laughs> it's Schneiders, but I, I just... <laughs> I mean, it probably was Schneiders. I don't, I don't know, but it's it's Schneiders of Hanover. It's uh, So Harry Warheim uh, started the old-time pretzels in uh, 1909 and it's spelled t-y-m-e and i really paused and almost said timey but <laughs> <laughs> but you know in 19 in the 1920s uh ida and edward uh, snyder began making chips uh at their summer home and they sold them door to door at fairs and farmers markets and their son william v and uh, his... it's william v is it william v yeah Wait, seriously? It's a middle initial. Holy shit, Bill. <laughs> Sorry, that's my fault. That is my fault. Oh, you got to put a, you got to put a period there. Bill. I was I was a little buzzed when I was doing I, my research. So <laughs> William the Fifth and his wife Helen, they made angel food cakes. They angel food cakes for yeah. their local stores, and you know, so that was their business. It was kind of just a a, a farmer's yeah. market thing, which we'll, which we'll is see is kind pretty, of a common yeah, it's thing. kind of common theme moving through. I wonder how those tasted. I fucking love angel food cakes. I love angel food cakes. I I'm just imagining like little mini personalized ones, and I I'd, I'd fuck that up. Yeah, I bet you would. You I sick would. Freak. <laughs> Try to put cake on your dick. <laughs> What's wrong with you? There's children that listen to this show. Seen American American Pie too many times. Friend Kristen said, "You know, I wish you guys did a clean version so we could use it for school." <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, never, <laughs> never gonna happen. <laughs> just censor it." <laughs> Although there is a way to censor it, like oh, really? I can put beeps in in, in editing, but nah. I'm not gonna beep anything out. We are who we are. Kesha would want us to be that way. <laughs> uh, so it back to back to Schneider's or Snyder's. Uh, 1924, the the families came together and they created Snyder's Bakery. So that was again the Harry Warheim and right. and his family along with the Snyder family, and they combined to create Snyder's Bakeries and they made baked goods uh, again, the angel food cakes, as long along with other things like. Fresh noodles. Which, yeah, which I thought was interesting. So they're just a food company, basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. They're, they're like an old school bakery. Yeah, but they they started to include automated snack production, and that became that's one of their really, biggest sellers. And yeah, obviously, it's higher higher margins. You get oh, yeah. you get more output. It, it's a it's a smarter way to do business. Uh, but it's just it's this weird thing to them that's like a food company. Yeah, like well, I, they were a food company. They're one of the well, I mean, they're all food companies. <laughs> So in the in the forties, uh, well, you know what I mean, like not like, but snack food versus like. There's a fine line between like food and like chips. <laughs> yeah, that fine line is. The fine line is saturated fats and trans fats. Yeah, <laughs> that's a better. I don't know where I was going with this. I'm glad you rescued that. Fat tubbo boys. <laughs> so in the 1940s, uh, William Snyder uh, and E. Weiss, the 
previously yeah, mentioned yeah, White's of family. Wise, yeah. And H. Ness, who I don't know who that is. They, I believe he's Elliot Ness's cousin. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, they created the Potato Chip Institute to... Per- what if he was? <laughs> I, be, I mean, no, that'd be a really mind. weird really weird yeah, combo. Weird shit like that happens all the time, dude. <laughs> well, like when you think about really famous people and wealthy people, they it's all one big old boys club. Yeah, so. like Nick Cage's Francis Ford Coppola's nephew. Wait, seriously? Yeah. No cha- fucking way. Yeah, dude, he changed his name because he didn't want to be associated with him. No way! Yeah. Nick Cage? Yeah. American uh, American his- history treasure? Yes. Nick Cage? National treasure? Right? National, that, that, treasure, national treasure. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. What? You, you know where he took his name from? No. Luke Cage. The fuck? From Mortal Kombat? No. Yeah. Luke Cage is... No, no. Oh, for the comic books. Comic yes, books. yes, yes. Well, what's, yeah. what's, what's, and then what's, also the... he. Um, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat, yeah. Mortal Kombat, yeah. What? Yeah, Luke Cage, or Nick Cage is a big fucking nerd, dude. Bigger than I am. That's saying something. Dude, that explains why he's so bad at acting, yet he still got his name, because he's a part of the Big Old Boys Club. Mm-hmm. Well, the Big Old Boys Club and Chips, they were yeah. the Potato Chip Institute. That's what the Potato Chip Institute is. to me. They started this fucking Potato Chip Institute to be like, this is how we make chips. Yeah, so, you know, it says to improve communication among competing chippers. That's, you know what that means? That it means, was a fucking monopoly. Well, or not monopoly. Um, that, they were all, that was all collusion. To, yeah, to, collusion. To price fixing. That's what that was. Collusion. <laughs> it's, it's price fixing collusion. Fucking which Nick Kroll would be losing his mind. Totally legal, and I don't know how that I don't know how they got flew. away with that shit. Uh, but, well, it's the 40s. But, well, well let's... <laughs> I, I yeah, that's a whole that's a lot of research and I don't want to deal with that. But, but oh my I, god, I think that's we should do totally price collusion right there. Absolutely. But in nineteen sixty fucking turds. Who <laughs> fucking potato chip turds. Thanks for making great chips though. <laughs> I'll still buy them. Yeah. Uh, in nineteen sixty three, a Bechtel pretzel company was purchased and incorporated into Snyder's bakery. Yeah, they so started lo- the Bechtel test. No, they didn't. Yes. They didn't, did they? No, they did. It was a different get te- the fuck out of te- here, Bill. Test how many how much salt should be on the pretzel. Well, <laughs> Well, we tell you fill the Bechtel test because now there was a female, but yeah. Uh, but to, let's let's talk a little bit about, about the Bechtel pretzel company. Yeah, they were founded in 1947 by Bill and Helen Bechtel, and uh, their their kind of big selling product was sourdough hard pretzels. Dude, they're still so good. They're amazing, and you know, obviously, Snyder saw that, and they're like, "This is this is it. We, we need, need to buy that, them. We need that good, good pretzel money." Because honestly, when you think of Snyder's now, I honestly think of pretzels more than I do chips. I didn't even know they made chips. No, dead this, serious. I had no idea. I just Uts, think of Uts is honestly the same way for me. Like, yeah, I, actually, I, 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 I like I like I like their Uts pretzels sometimes. Like they they, they make those little like barrel yeah. things, right? Yeah, they're super salty all the time though. I like overly salty, but I yeah, they're they're a thing. Give but, me as salty as the Dead Sea. Salty, salty as the Dead Sea. So on Saturday, December 2nd, 1989, the flagship Hanover Pretzel Bakery burned to the ground no. due to a heater malfunction. And apparently you could see the glow from miles around. It's not shocking to me. Like, have you seen a big fire? Like a yeah, big yeah, fire? You yeah, could, like you can see it. Especially if, if you got some flat, some flat line, you can yeah. totally see that. But, you know, obviously not a great thing to happen, but I'm sure it made it really smell really nice. <laughs> Smell I hope no one died. I really hope no one died. No one did. Uh, so in 2011, Snyder's of Hanover, uh, they, they built a, a solar field. A 20, yeah, this is pretty cool. 26-acre solar field. That's enormous. It's the largest in Pennsylvania uh, with over 15,000 panels, and it generates enough energy to save around 30% of energy costs for the factory and plant. That's, that's a big uh, savings. That's, and it's good they're going solar, you yeah. know, going green. I can't even imagine how much energy it takes to make... You know, to heat up all those things and whatnot, that's probably pretty intense. Yeah, well, you know, and to have everybody hand-carve the pretzels. It's not hand-carved. They hand-carve <laughs> you, them out you, of... Out of not, it's not hand-carved. Out of... Out of the sourdough? Yeah. Do you, do you love... They take a knife. I love Snyder's pretzels. And they, they carve them, and then they place each individual grain of salt. And they give it a little kiss. A little kiss. Let's, let's keep the pretzel train going, Bill. And then they slap their dick on it. Oh, <laughs> Okay. We're ready for that ending, were you? No. And if they're not, if they don't have a dick, can you imagine this they, being they an slap, educational? They slap their tits on it. I can't. I, I can't. I can't edit. So even if we were to ever use this as an educational thing, do you think I could? I could censor I out the word "dick" out of context. <laughs> they slap their. Boop. They slap their. Uh, no, you got to replace it oh, with another word. The, they slap the, their, their applesauce. <laughs> That's a much longer word. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Let, let's let, again. Let's, let's keep the pretzel train. Keep on the pretzel train. Um, Annie Ann's. 
We've all had an Eddie Ann's pretzel, right? Yes. Every, we've, we've all been to malls. Yeah. <laughs> we've, been, we've been to airports. We're all American. Well, actually, we're not all. Hi, international listeners. Yes, hello. <laughs> um, but they're based in Lancaster, PA. It's Lancaster, not Lancaster, like they say out in California or in England. Yes. It's Lancaster. Yes. PA. We're, Accents. We are the we we are the best. Number one. We are the king of mispronouncing names. <laughs> um, <laughs> we are. <laughs> we are who we are. Uh, but it was founded by Ann and Jonas Byler in 1988. Didn't realize it was that young. Yeah, I dude, they're super young. Like it's yeah. only three years older than I am. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, uh, I thought it was much older. It's 30 years old. Mm. It's 30 years old today, this year. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, they're now, they now have 1500 locations around the world. Like you said, mostly in malls and airports, um, train stations and strategic locations like universities, um, truck stops, places mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. They started as a market stand in Downingtown, PA mm-hmm. at a farmer's market in 1988, which is like, again, trending theme. Just a um, local, local though, people making good stuff. Though. It's pretty cool to see like places that were starting like 1888 at farmer's markets yeah. and 1988 at a yeah. farmer's market. Like that's, that's cool that yeah. that tradition in PA continues. Mm. Uh, those farm markets are pretty dope. I can't wait to go to Harvest Fest today and it's pretty much the same thing. Hopefully, maybe you'll find the next great Annie Ann's pretzels. Dude, maybe, maybe not. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll find John's jalapeno poppers, and then it'll become oh, fucking love everywhere them. in airports. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little... I didn't have breakfast, so... Yeah, this I'm is a, a terrible episode to do without breakfast. But they, they made a shitload of money, didn't they? Yeah, dude. Their revenues in, what, 20, 2009 were $334 million. Mm. And then they, in 2010, were sold to Focus Brands, uh, who also owns Cinnabon. So, like... Yeah. They're cornering the market on that shit. Yeah, they, they're, they're the kings of, like, terribly... Terribly unhealthy, like airport foods. They they also <laughs> yeah. own. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of another one they own. Uh, Rob Roy. I don't think they no, do that. Yeah. Kidding. Well, they they that's what the, that's their thing. That's their. I was niche. thinking of like ones in the like on the turnpike stop. Yeah, Roy Rogers. Yeah, that's what yeah. I said. Rob Roy didn't. I? That's a that's a historic <laughs> figure and also a drink. <laughs> so let's get to a uh, one near and dear to our heart. Honest us. What do you what do you got for me next? Cheesesteaks. Fuck yes. Old cheesesteaks. It's not really a snack though. It's kind of like a whole. It's not. It's kind of a whole meal. meal. It's not. It's not a snack. It's a whole meal. Mm. Mm. But Mm -hmm. according according to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. food, I love a cheesesteak. I had one last night. (laughs) You, you, I don't know if you can hear, but my dog just started running around. Because Bill, Bill got her all excited with all the sound. I'm Hi, sorry, good girl. Did my emphatic noises get you excited? Cappy, oh, Cappy, good girl. Good girl. Uh, yeah, my uh, my lovely wife is out of town, so I'm dog sitting, and this is a treacherous yeah. scenario trying to do a podcast and dog sit. But yeah. let's talk about good old cheesesteaks. So, according to Philly legend, cheesesteaks were invented in the 1930s by Pat Ol- Oliveri. I think it's Oliveri. Oliveri, yeah. Oliveri. Uh, Oliveri. Who's... Boopity 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 boopity. Hey, hey. You guys. He was a hot dog vendor in South Philly. Uh, yeah. And apparently he was just like, well, one I, have, day, I have rolls. He One day he wanted to get into the sandwich business. I'm tired, he was tired of, hot of hot dogs, dogs, which are sandwiches. They are not a sandwich. And he grilled up some beef and he just put on a tiny roll. <laughs> like I, I like just one day he was like eh, fuck it i, I got, think he got, got like some leavings meat. from a butcher or something well and that's kind of the, the it's not high quality meat no in a cheesesteak that's supposed to be high quality meat so he's he probably just had it left over like all right fuck it fuck sell it, it. Let me try it and word spread around the cabbie scene and it just it just got big yeah um obviously there's a lot of examples of them uh, of cheesesteak places yeah, pat's kings of steaks uh, opened up on ninth pass young and and they and it, that was pat oliveri's place that was yeah oh gotcha gotcha yeah that that makes a lot of sense so apparently he had a cheese in the 40s correct well his man he had a manager working under him gotcha. joe lorenza um this is according to philadelphia magazine no so one's quite sure bullshit, yeah because there's also a competing claim that joey vento of gino steaks put put it on first hmm yeah, I feel like I feel like this is just one big ad for Pats and Genos. I it? do too. Where <laughs> do you fall on the debate? I guess we should probably just do a full I, Pats and Genos. We'll do. Yeah, we'll probably do that. But I, I prefer Pats. Um, they're both garbage in a way. I would rather go to Dallas Andros. Dallas Andros is the bomb. Or um, there's this place. Oh my god, dude, it's so fucking good. Mm. Um, Sorrentino's Del. Honestly, like the little delis on the corner. Those are always they're, the best. They're always the best. Yeah. Well, I also I gotta say Steve's Prince's. Prince's I've heard Steve's is really up good. Up in Northeast Philly, and then Fantastic. Jim's on South Street. Yeah, dude, and great. Tony Luke's OG location. I'm not a big fan of their expanded locations, but the OG one is pretty good. Tony Luke's is the king of like cheesesteaks at like sporting events. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they are. Uh, so let's let's move on to because we could spend we could spend forever on cheese steaks, cheese but steaks. I'm just gonna say I love them. They're the reason I'm a big boy. Like yeah. they're they're it. I think of when I think of cheese steaks, it makes me it's really just happy. Perfect comfort food, dude. It's Philadelphia straight through and through. I love it. For another one that's not really a snack food, <laughs> um, we got Stromboli. A whole meal. A whole meal. Whole meal. Yeah. Uh, it was first created at Romano's Pizzeria in Essington, PA. Uh, 1950 and i think we've all like had if you've never had a stromboli you should yeah i had no idea it was made here i just assumed it was an italian thing like an idiot dude same it's like a calzone but the sauce is inside the dough Mm. also it's mozzarella cheese not ricotta not ricotta yeah um and it's actually named after the 1950 movie stromboli starring ingrid bergman bergman so funny they're like hey this is a cool thing let's just name it after after some generically italian Italian thing that we know it's just mm. with isn't she Swedish? Is Ingrid Bergman Swedish? I think Swedish? she's Swedish. I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about those like, classic movie stars. No idea. I want to slap you. Okay. <laughs> you know what? As if she's Swedish, Bill. I know. I just, she was great. Um, <laughs> so that means you won't be any use for the Jimmy Stewart episode. I, I, I will have to do a lot of research for that. And I want to have Thomas on that episode. Is he a big Jimmy Stewart fan? He is, actually. Is he also a big fan of Scrapple? I actually, yeah, Dad and I like it the most. I think. Um, well, we're gonna talk about scrap. We're about to. My mom hates it. I, I see. I hate it too, Janet. Oh, do you? Janet loves it. It's tasty. It's her favorite thing, and it's it's. I think it's pretty gross. Although, so if you if you cut it if you cut I mean, up it thinly, is kind of gross. If you cut up thinly and you make it like really crispy and hard, I'll enjoy that. It's pretty yeah, you good. But you like a hard crispy thing, don't I like? You? I want like a hockey puck. You, I want a hot crispy yeah. hockey. A crisp want, hockey. Puck. You want you want a crisp hard puck in your mouth. Yes, just like just like gritty or lovely Phillies. Oh, gritty! Uh, we might have to do a whole episode on gritty. Uh, so back to Scrapple though. It's also known as Panhasa. Yeah, which is um, I'm pretty sure it's Pennsylvania Dutch for pan rabbit. Dude, I've never heard this before. I've never ever heard anybody call it that before. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if if we grew up in Lancaster, maybe we. I grew up in that, Northumberland but, though. Yeah, I don't, I've never heard of it either. Uh, which is too gross. <laughs> Like description of pan, you just you just get the innards, the innards of a pan, just kind of like roadkill and put it in in a pan. People and hunt rabbits. Uh, but you can buy rabbit. I know you could buy rabbit. I'm just, I'm just saying like it's not an appetizing image of you just put this put this animal in a pan and cook it up. Uh, but it was uh, it's traditionally a mush of pork scraps and trimmings yeah. combined with cornmeal and wheat flour. Yeah, and uh, it, you know made from scraps of leftover meat. Yeah. To, just to make sure it doesn't go to waste. It makes sense. Like butchers, yeah, they, you can't really afford to waste anything. Mm-hmm. And it's a smart thing to do, and I support it. And you know, that's great. Use the whole animal, fantastic. But it's just I wouldn't eat. I it. like to put syrup on mine. Syrup? I syrup I, or ketchup? I've heard of that. I put ketchup on it. I don't put syrup on it. Uh, it's it's not a meat p- pancake. You know, like it's gross. <laughs> it is. Uh, but it's it known. It is a meat pancake. It's a pancake of meat. I guess it is a meat pancake. Oh it's, man, it, pancake literally just. This Cake is, made in a this pan. Is, this is not. This is not an appetizing thing. I don't. Oh my god! It's fucking amazing. I'm gonna mm. get all up in that scrapple. Mm. Oh god! <clears throat> all right, now I'm not hungry anymore. Um, <laughs> so it's it's associated with uh, Maryland, Delaware, uh, New Jersey, and uh, Southern New York. Yeah, alongside PA. Total bullshit, by the way, because it's totally a PA thing. But yeah, because uh, dude, it's pretty sure it's just like a anywhere that there's Dutch, Atlantic, anywhere yeah. that is like Dutch, um, Dutch ancestry or you know, the uh, what do you call it, the German. Dutch German, yeah, Deutsch German. Yeah, there you go. That, that's it's uh, you're gonna find it, but because ah, like gross. they have a every October, the second week of October, the Apple Scrapple Festival is held in Bridgeville, Delaware. I don't know why, but the word Apple Scrapple makes it a lot more appealing. Don't know why. I think it's because like the freshness of apples, I and mean, you compare well, it to like it's probably a combination like Harvest Festival and yeah, Scrapple. That's what I was thinking. I mean, it's October. Man, uh, I could go for some cider. Should we go to that? How far is Bridgeville from here? Uh, dude, I don't know. There's a lot of I things we should do, Bill. Yeah, we're always saying, should we go there <laughs> at the end of these ep- during these episodes? <laughs> so I, th- I think we're done with our salty, salty. section. Yeah. We're no longer are we the Dead Sea. We are the Sweet Sea. Yeah, I didn't actually have a joke there. I, well, I made one there, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> now we're on the sweet snacks. Yeah, sweet snacks, sweet snacks. We're just like uh, chee bang bang, too sweet. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't not expect a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang reference in in our, in our podcast. That's great. Oh, it's truly scrumptious. <laughs> All right, we're moving on, Bill. No, no more Chitty Chitty Bang Bang references. I saw I saw it with Jan for the first time uh, a couple years ago. Oh really? Yeah. What do uh, you think? 
It was cute. Child catcher is terrifying. It was cute, but it's just yeah, it's not. It's just not something I'll watch again. Maybe you shut the fuck up. Like I, I, I know you. once once I have shitty kids, chitty bang bang, bang chitty chitty bang bang. I love you. Yeah, I, the, But the car loves wait, you too. D- let's not sing anymore. We'll get sued. I didn't sing. I quoted. <laughs> 15 right, seconds let, let, 15 seconds <laughs> wait, wait we just have to change the words enough <laughs> <laughs> and we did because i stuttered so there we go <laughs> uh okay so first of our sweet snacks is twizzlers which i had no idea was a pa thing i didn't either actually but they're one of the oldest sweets in the u.s they were established in 1845 in lancaster pa as a licorice candy made by young and smiley mm. uh so they're older than well, they're before the Civil War. Yeah. They survived yeah. the Civil War. That's pretty crazy. Pretty wild. Uh, they were branded in 1929 as Twizzlers and then acquired by Hershey's in 77. That's when they started to get like a little more adventurous yeah. with their flavors. Moved they away get, from just straight up licorice. Yeah. They got like strawberry, and cherry, grape, and even chocolate. Glad they don't have chocolate Twizzlers. That sounds like the most disgusting thing ever. I'd fucking try it probably. I would totally try it, but I probably wouldn't enjoy it. But uh, you don't enjoy anything. You're not an adventurous boy. I'm an adventurous. I mean, how could you enjoy something that's just corn syrup, wheat, flour, sugar, cornstarch, palm oil, and chocolate? Like, <laughs> just when you think about that, you know, <laughs> when you listen that way, it's just like some like, gelatinous uh, thing and it's and just chocolate. like cocoa powder. It's like, it's like uh, braided pudding. <laughs> you know, like, oh gross. my god <laughs> that's one of the most disgusting pudding yeah. is for some reason now the most foul sentence in the english it's language gross. or phrase in the english language <laughs> also i just got to this in fuck red vines people always people always like twizzlers versus red vines but red vines are a bullshit fake ass california thing and they're fine they're not they're not better than twizzlers though no they're not there they're all the same all but the twizzlers same. are better they're from pa yeah, and, and we also, don't have any California listeners. Yeah, take that. Yeah, for somehow uh, it's the second most populous, third most populous state in the country, and we haven't had a single listener from California. I'm pretty sure our farthest west is Missouri, Missouri, or Minnesota. Which one's farther west? Ah, uh, Missouri. Yeah, we, we'll, depends on which side of Mississippi it's on. But uh, regardless, fuck California. Yeah, eat my dick. <laughs> Can't wait to visit your beautiful, beautiful state full of bears and gorgeous beaches and sunsets next month. We're just jealous. It's okay. Yeah. So let's... Twizzlers are kosher! <laughs> so we... <laughs> yeah, Twizzlers are kosher. I don't uh, even know if my sentence made sense. I shouted <laughs> it so fiercely. Uh, so we mentioned Hershey's Bottom. Hershey's bought a lot of stuff. They make yeah. a lot of good stuff. And let's talk about Hershey for a little bit. Well, we're going to have a full-blown Hershey episode. Yeah, because like... Milton Hershey's fascinating. The town's pretty neat. Yeah. And then, you know, you got the parks. You got Chocolate World. You got fucking Chocolate World. Have you ever been to Chocolate Bill, World? Bill, Bill just, there was something turned in his eyes. <laughs> like, Bill's got this fire right now. Oh, and he like lunged at me and I'm afraid. Chocolate World has a giant oven that you go in and it feels like you're being baked like a chocolate. Like and a little sm- Hershey the, Kiss. The, like the little... whole thing smells like chocolate the whole time. And you ride in Hershey Kiss shaped cars and it's beautiful. And Bill... I cried. Yeah. Um, so Milton S. Hershey founded a chocolate shop in uh, Philly, actually, after yeah. his uh, apprenticeship to a confectioner in uh, 1973. I love the word confection and confectionaries and, and just yeah. confectioner. I don't know why. I, w- Willy it Wonka, feels like, like that? Yeah, it feels like beautifully old-timey. Yeah. Uh, the, We're going to the confectioners It is beautifully today. old-timey, isn't it? It's yeah. like, yeah. It's, it's, I like it. I'm Charlie Buckets, and I'm going to the confectioner it's, today. It, well, it goes back to a time of like, I'm Grandpapa. A, if I need to buy shoes, I'm going to get my shoes. I'm going sh- to the, to the shoe tailor maker or whatever. The, the, to tailor made shoes. Co- There's a cobbler. cobbler. Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, Bill. So it's like I, I, need, I need to get I need to get my sweet fix. Let me go to the confectioner. The confectioner. And uh, I love it. But yeah, so Hershey's Grandpapa. Uh, the store <laughs> the store was open. Uh, for six years, and then he went to another apprenticeship in Denver, actually, and he learned to make yeah. caramel, which I didn't know about Denver, but that's like a big caramel thing. I didn't either, because when I think of Denver, I think of Rocky Mountain oysters, which are all just testicles. Yes. Also, I think of the Broncos. <laughs> Good old Broncos. I think of nature, and I think of Nietzsche. Do you know what Nietzsche is? What's Nietzsche? Marijuana. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't know where you were going to go. Those, go those there hippies that. out there in Denver. I don't think we have any Colorado listeners either. <laughs> uh, so he um, so 
he tried to make a, a store in New York after that yeah. after that uh, spell in Denver, and it didn't work out very no, it well. Failed so pretty he, pretty badly. Yeah, so he went back to PA and he founded the Lancaster Caramel Company Woo. in um, in eighteen eighty six. Yeah. Did I mean to say eighteen seventy three? I said nineteen. You did mean to say that was my, my bad. Fault. I mistyped. My bad. I it's it was in eighteen seventy three. So he's not as yeah. Totally take that back, guys. But um, so we're done. We should. Hershey's been around. Hershey's really been around long for a long time. time. Yeah, I don't know why <laughs> I said nineteen seventy three. I feel like an idiot. So uh, I, I we're mistyped. not that educational, are we, guys? <laughs> can't can't put if us on that, the classroom. If you use us in your classroom. You're an idiot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the um, so. Basically, fresh milk in caramel was that was the difference in yeah. in kind of his which his formula makes sense in Lancaster because there's fucking the dairy cows yeah. and dairy farms everywhere. Uh, so that's pretty neat. Like that, just one local ingredient could be the difference. Yeah. Oh, that's the, well. The thing about like bagels in in New York versus bagels everywhere else. The water in New York makes those bagels nice. Yeah, I love pollutants in my bread. Nice. Nah, New York's got really clean water, man. Yeah, actually, it's one it's one of the cleanest like yeah. big city water in the actually world. Pretty bad. Yeah, in comparison. Uh, but back to our lovely chocolate story here. So in 1900, uh, he started doing, you know, focusing more on chocolate. Yeah. And he saw, you know, chocolate making machines at the world's Columbian exposition in Chicago. And he's like, all right, I, I'm, like, I'm this, all riled up. I this need to do this. Thing. He's real hard for chocolate. Real hard for chocolate. I mean, I'm hard for chocolate. Aren't but we all? He, aren't we all hard for chocolate? He, Except it's dying out. <laughs> and there will be no chocolate. It will be synthetic chocolate. So he sold his caramel company, and uh, he he thought caramels were a fad, and the chocolate was gonna be the next big thing. Yeah, and I mean caramel, I wouldn't call it, I wouldn't caramel call it a fad, fad but, it, it, but you'd probably it's say, not as popular as chocolate. And it's it's always almost always when you see caramel, you see it in connection with chocolate as well. Yeah, because they work really well together. Yeah, so he started the or uh, like the cowtails. I love cowtails. Fucking love cowtails. I love cowtails. Oh mm-hmm. man, good call. Yeah, right. Uh, so Hershey's um, milk chocolate bar started in nineteen hundred. Filled bastards. Guys, need that cream. <laughs> Give it to me. Uh, so I didn't realize it, but Hershey's Kisses were introduced in 1907. Yeah, dude, they're super old. So they're really old. Uh, I always start them as a newer thing, but you know, they they make everything that you love. They pretty bought, much all your and favorite if candy. They, if they didn't make it, they bought it and, <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah. it became them. Like like in our other great one that we're going to talk about. Do they right own M and M's now? Uh, I think M and M's owned by Mars. Yeah, you're right. And I, don't, Mars I think Mars is separate. I like, I like Mars. Yeah, they do good candies too. They do. Uh, so let's talk about the next great uh, Philly, or not Philly, sorry, Pennsylvania sweet. Fucking Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, baby. My favorite. Fucking love Reese's. Do you say Reese's? I say Reese's. Yeah, it's Reese's, but I, everybody I says Reese's. I know it's Reese's. I, do you I think it's just why. a regional thing? I don't know. I, Probably, don't, I feel like it's just a regional thing. It might thing. be a regional thing. Uh, but they were invented by Harry Burnett Reese. Um, he founded HB Reese Company in 1923. It stands for Harry Burnett. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Harry Balls. This makes much more sense. <laughs> or is it? Oh, we're children. No, keep going. Highballer Reese. Highballer, yeah. Or is it? Howdy, boy Reese. Hi, I'm Howdy Boy Reese. All right, keep going. Pleased to meet you. Got nice. Pleased to meet you, Bill. I'm gonna sell you a peanut butter cup. My name's Howdy Boy Reese. Hi, hi. Uh, keep, keep going. Put that Bill. peanut butter in that chocolate. <laughs> you, you made some good. That good, good, good smooth, smooth center chocolate. Uh, he used to work as a dairy farmer and foreman for uh, the Hershey Company, actually. Hmm. And then he passed away in May on May 16th, 1956. And just a couple of years later, on July 2nd, 1963, Hershey Chocolate Corporation acquired H.B. Reese Company. But it was like it was more of a merger mm-hmm. than it was a, a full acquisition. acquisition. And in 1969, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups become Hershey's top seller. Which is like not shocking. Awesome. Nice. 69. <laughs> good year. Good year. Will I ever let a 69 joke go? No, no you won't. No, I will not. Because <laughs> you, you see what happens when you see, when they do a 69. Oh, no. They, they flip. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. So as of September. They flip the script. <laughs> so, <laughs> they flip the script. Okay, yep. Because in 1969, a lot of big things happened. We went to the moon in 1969. Yeah, yep. That did not think that was going to go that way, but okay. Yeah. And peanut butter, it was Reese's Peanut Butter Cups that got us to the moon. Yep. The ship the, was powered with Reese's Peanut Butter that's Cups. That's the whole reason. Jet fuel. That's it. Jet fuel. Can't melt steel beams. As of September 20th, 2012, Reese's is the best-selling candy brand in the U.S. with sales of $2.603 billion. Wow. Yeah. And it's the fourth best-selling candy brand globally with sales of $2.679 
billion dollars, which is only around it's only seventy six billion dollars or million dollars rather uh, globally. So it's so almost all here. It's almost all here. Like 2.8% of its sales are from outside of the U.S., which is, like, that's pretty crazy. We love our peanut butter cups, don't we? Yeah. I don't think peanut butter is real popular it's internationally. Not, it's really not. Like, you won't see peanut butter jelly sandwiches. No, you get Vegemite. The US. You get, you, well, I like Marmite and Vegemite. You are so. a fucking traitor. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, Actually, I, I, Jan showed me and I didn't like them previously, but then. No, nah, they're, they're fine. It's, they're fine. Pre- it's pretty yeah, good. It's, it's pretty really good. salty, but. Yeah, you know what else is salty? Your pretzels. Oh, yeah, pretzels. I was going to say your balls, but that's cool. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, maybe see. Let's talk about root beer and specifically soda in general. So when you keep listing these things, the more I realize, more I realize that we're the shit. Pennsylvania the, is it. Like, snack food capital of the world, dude. We created carbonated water. Well, so like... He actually well, did it. He, well, well we didn't, England. but he. I'm going to claim him here. as ours. So it was... He uh, died here. He died here, so he's one of us. But in 1767... One the, of us. The one of us. The Englishman Joseph Priestley, who I believe you mentioned that you actually worked at, at that yeah, house. Yeah, I was a volunteer at his house yeah. all the way through, oh my God, probably sixth grade through cool a senior in college. Yeah, he, he died in Northumberland. Uh, he immigrated here and lived for like the last 10, 15 years of his life, right? Yeah, like 17... I'd have to look at the years. It's been a minute. Yeah, but he, uh, but you know, he, he, he invented carbonated yeah, beverages. He left because of political and religious pressures. Mm-hmm. Good old PA. We're, we're, we'll take everyone in. Yep. Uh, so, but root beer, more specifically, is made out of sassafras, and uh, you know, drinks based drinks that come from that root uh, were have been around for centuries. Oh, centuries. Native Americans have been doing it for for thousands of years, probably. Um, yeah. One of the um, earliest kind of claims to root beer. Uh, yeah. You know, creation root beer was from Philly pharmacist Charles Elmer Hires. Yeah, uh, he marketed a commercial brand of root beer at the Philadelphia Centennial Exposition in 1876. So he basically took yeah. something that was made hundreds of years and was like, and he's just this like, is I'm, cool. I'm going to sell this. Let's, yeah, which let's, is that's a good idea, a good business move. You know, he wanted to call it root tea. Yeah, uh, because he was a teetotaler, uh-huh. and uh, he you know wanted to market it to coal miners, and uh, that's why he called it root beer because he which, wanted to angle it as like a herbal it's, tea thing yeah it's so funny that it's just a marketing thing that is what gave it its name yeah but good um, old, i love root beer i fucking love root beer dude uh, what about birch beer i like birch beer more yeah and, and that i think that's more of a, a localized I, anything than like 99 percent certain it is Pennsylvania. Yeah. like i think the best birch beer brand i've ever had is pennsylvania dutch birch beer hmm. um fuck dude i want birch beer now yeah man i'm hungry again they used to diet blue I, I, for I, I went i went away from the um Pan Hasa, now I'm hungry again. <laughs> I'm gonna make you eat my scrapple. <laughs> I'm not joking. Eat my scrapple. <laughs> uh, now we're gonna talk about actually one of my favorite desserts. My pop pop used to make this. Oh my god, it was so good. Um, Shufi pie or cake? Uh, I yeah, I, I didn't know. It was a, I, didn't, I never heard of it as a cake, but that yeah, it's not really a pie though. So that makes sense. Well, it's kind of they make both. Yeah, there, there's two. You know, there's, oh, so there's you can a actually make it in, style, and then there's also oh, a cake style. Gotcha. I've only seen it as a. I guess I've only seen it as a cake then. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. You fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was needlessly cruel. It's okay. I didn't mean that. Shh, I'm just hungry. Shh, let me stroke your face. Shh, shh, shh. I'm real worked up today. <laughs> um, so it was originally called Centennial Cake um, because it was created to in 1876 to celebrate the anniversary of the signing declaration. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, it was really interesting. I because I thought it was just something people had been making forever yeah. in Central PA, but there was actually like a reason behind it, which was really cool. And it was created as a crustless molasses cake. Mm. Uh, crust was added in the 1880s to make it easier to eat. So like that's why there's a cake version and a pie version. Historians actually believe that cake was typically baked in the winter, since you didn't need eggs, right? And, yeah. and eggs are tough to get in the winter, and molasses would store well in cold weather, right? Uh, you know, that's like the saying, "Well, I'm moving slower than molasses in midwinter," yeah, because it just doesn't fucking move. And then the use of baking powder actually means it was invented post Civil War, and in the 1870s when PA Dutch bakers began using baking powder. That's pretty cool, like to be able to trace that through an ingredient, yeah. yeah. So, man, history's. I didn't, I didn't know that was a that was a thing. I didn't know that that baking powder wasn't used prior to. Was it, was it just not invented? I did, yeah, it wasn't invented. Yeah, because hmm. there's baking soda and baking powder was invented out of baking soda, right? Right. Because it's baking soda plus something else. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't what know what the other thing is though. Probably something gross like fingernail clippings, or like teeth gunk, earwax, <laughs> boogers, <laughs> horse 
Horse manure. Horse manure. Horse oh, no, cum. horse meat, probably. All right, keep, keep going. This is, this, is, this is garbage, Bill. <laughs> We're better than this. I am not. We're, I am not better than this. You're, you're, no, you're a historian, for Christ's sake. What are you doing? I'm a professionally trained historian. <laughs> I have just disappointed every professor I ever had. So what, where does the name come from, Bill? Um, it actually comes from a specific brand of molasses, Shoe Fly Molasses. I never knew that. Mm. I never knew where the name came from. I honestly thought it was just like from Shoe Fly. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, well, it's probably, that's probably where the name for the molasses came from, though. So, no, it's not. No? No. The brand name was actually named after a popular, popular circus animal that toured PA in the 19th century. Oh, shit. Shoe really? Fly the Boxing Mule. And I totally want to do an episode on Shoe Fly the Boxing Mule now. Wow. If, uh, if there's enough information about it. That sounds hilarious. Right? It, dude. God, how bored must people have been back then? Well, there's nothing to do. Except, there's nothing to do except, except like make more children and like go get farm. sick and die. And get sick and die. So like when, when you get a, a traveling mule, you're like, this is this, this is, is the greatest shit I've ever seen. This is my happiness for the next five years. <laughs> you know, I can't talk. We had we did donkey basketball in my high school. What? Where's donkey basketball? Quick side tangent. <laughs> donkey basketball was we had to ride donkeys and play basketball. I'm not even. I, let's let's move on. <laughs> I'm not even gonna, gonna even ask about that. <laughs> I won't, I won't. See, how did you dunk? You you did don't. You, did you just aggressively lay up on? Dude, people? you could barely shoot. <laughs> we had to stop the games when the donkeys would shit on the floor. <laughs> they had to wear special rubber soles on their hooves. Wait, so you do this indoors? Yeah, we did it in the fucking basketball court. Oh my god, I just assumed you did it outside. We, we played against when I did it. We played against our, another school when. They used to do like a charity one, or they they still do, I think. But like in they our still school, do it, yeah, dude, dude. Let's go see it. I want to see that. I mean, you're uh, probably not as interesting for you, but I, no, it's fucking hilarious. Peta hates it. Should we talk about peeps? Yeah, let's get after those uh, marshmallowy little bastards. They're fucking gross. I'll just say that. Uh, yeah, so, I'm not a fan, dude. So and again, this is another thing I didn't realize there were a PA thing as well. Mm-hmm. So many good stuff. I mean, and there's stuff here. we didn't even talk about. No, but there and we have more. <laughs> They're based out of Bethlehem, PA, and their parent company is called Just Born, and it was founded by a Russian immigrant named Sam Born. So, go ahead. It makes me think, Just Born makes me think it's a fucking baby company. Yeah. And then Sam Born, if you say it for, oh, fast, lo- sounds like Sam Born. Oh, go ahead. Which, what do you think I was like? I was thinking like the Jason Born Oh, like that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, I was thinking like Chase and Sam Born. Huh. Which was a company. It's not a good joke. Yeah, that, that I I like my Jason Bourne thing better. Yeah, yours is better. <laughs> but in fuck uh, me, right? Yeah, fuck you, right, Bill? Uh, well, I I think it. I mean, it it makes sense because it's kind of a an Eastery thing. Yeah, no, it's and good. It, like it makes it's a lot got, of it's sense. Got, it's got some religious things to it, but yeah. Uh, so in '53, Just Born, they started on mass produce their ma- their marshmallow chicks. So before they were just kind of a batch thing. Yeah. And uh, yellow was their main color, the original color. But then after that, they they saw it was getting a lot of success, so they started putting their pinks and, and their blue colors. And yeah. it was traditionally just sold during Maroon. holidays, mainly mainly Easter, but they were also sold during Valentine's Day and Halloween as well. Uh, obviously, you orange and you would have the pink. Yeah. But as of 2014, they're actually sold year round now. Which, yeah, you can get them anytime. Which is funny because like, why didn't they do that before? It's that, that's like 50 years, 40 years, 60 years. You know, like why? Also, look how great that math was right there. <laughs> I'm but, just ignoring your math. But like, it's, that, it's well, it's show canon now that you can't fucking do math. Just do simple math. But uh, simple math. I think they're fucking I gross. Like, man. I too like Manchester Orchestra. Do, do you like Peeps? No, I can't stand. They're them. fucking gross. I'm honestly like not a huge marshmallow fan. I like I love marshmallows, but just the, there's like the weird sugary texture of it. I just fucking mm. hate Peeps. And like mm. some people eat them stale. I know they like them stale. It's weird. weird. And have you ever put a peep in a microwave? I watch it. Kind of want to do it. I've yeah. seen it happen, yeah, like in the YouTube videos. Yeah, I've and never... the YouTubes. Oh, buddy. <laughs> but... I, yeah, I just saw you age ninety years in front of me. <laughs> you basically you, you did the Indiana Jones where <laughs> oh, he <laughs> drinks from the wrong goblet and he gets real ages old. real yeah. fast. Oh <sighs> man, yeah. How, how yeah how oh man I need to get a zoom when I when I after this. <laughs> <laughs> to buy a Zune. I can't. I'm gonna listen to to uh, Nickelback on my Zune. <laughs> oh, oh God! Oh. Fucking kill me. 
Uh, let's let's uh let's, let's talk about a drink. We haven't yeah, talked about, about a drink. Any bevies? Root beer, but yeah. Yeah, okay, I guess we don't. Let's talk about another bevy. Arnie Palmy alert. Who's ready for an Arnie Palmy? I'm ready for an. All right, I can't say. So Arnold Palmer is really difficult for me to say. So like, I tend to just. Arnold, I can't say it. Like I, had, I don't know. Arnold Palmer. Arnold I, just, Palmer. I have to try really hard. What are you going to do when we do a whole episode on him? Not say his fucking <laughs> first and last <laughs> name. Like, I'll just say... That famous golfer. I'll just say Mr. Palmer. I won't say <laughs> Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer. Dude, I, I, this is like three times in a row I've said it perfectly correct. I don't know, I'm impressed. And it's really hard. <laughs> I'm just, like, I, how much are you concentrating? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Uh, so... They're obviously named after pro golfer golfer Arnold Palmer. You see, it's hard, right? Fuck right. Off. I fucked up because I started thinking about it too yeah, much. It's hard when you think about it. Uh, he's from Latrobe. Yeah, just just like our good old buddy mm, Mr. Uh, Rogers. Mr. Rogers. There's a bunch of famous people from the West. Yeah, the West. <laughs> <laughs> like it's an unforsaken land. What are you talking like, about, like Bill? It's, it's, on the other it's side almost of the Ohio, Bill. What are you, the West? <laughs> so uh, what what is it, Bill? What is an old Arnold so Palmer? The traditional one is three parts unsweetened uh, iced tea to one part lemonade. Mm. Um, some like if you do half and half, it's actually the name of the drink is a half and half. Oh, oh, I, okay, um, cool. So like it's traditionally and originally non-alcoholic, but alcoholic versions exist. Yeah, uh, thanks, Mike's hard. Hey, man. Hey, watch your tone when you come at my boy Mike's hard lemonade. Is that your... That's my shit. Smear off ice all day, Bill. Smear off ice all day, Bill. Get me with that mic's hard on me. Uh, so did he... Is it just like his thing? He wanted... Yeah, like it's just, just his thing. He liked it. Um, so like he attributed the spreading of the drink's name to this time where he was at a country club, actually in Palm Springs, California, and he ordered it. And this lady like down the bar was like, I'll have that Arnold Palmer drink too. I'll have what he's having. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> But she said, like, I'll have that Arnold Palmer drink, too. Which is, like, it's a weird way to order that. It's pretty cute. And then the waitress at the Augusta National Golf Club stated that Palmer would order his drink by saying, I'll have a Mr. Palmer. Which is mm. so fucking pretentious. Yeah. Also, just to go back to that lady asking for a drink, like, nosy little asshole. Yeah, right? She's <laughs> like, I like, want that Arnold Palmer drink. Mm-hmm, yes, I do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also... If I had a if I had something named after me, I'd fucking order it all the time. Would you call it the Mr. Peterson? You're goddamn right I would. <laughs> I'd be that pretentious asshole. It better be a good thing, Bill. Yeah, it'd probably be like <laughs> shit on a cracker. <laughs> you goddamn right Some I'd scrapple. <laughs> scrapple. Scrapple and syrup on a, on a cracker. Oh man. The 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 pan rabbit pancake. Pancake! Rabbit, pan rabbit, rabbit, pan rabbit cake. Jesus. Oh man. Um. So one time he visited the Latrobe Country Club and the staff snack shack. What? The, the staff at the snack shack <laughs> served him, uh, him and he and his wife Kit the drinks without like them ordering them. They're like, Mr. Palmer should never have to order the drink named after him. God, that's so. That got real pretentious real quick. Didn't right. <laughs> Uh, so let's let's talk about um, something that's not pretentious. Good old tasty cake, tasty which is cake. spelled weirdly, and I never realized how weirdly it's spelled. Yeah, dude, when you're typing it, it's like it's, uh, wow. Yeah, T A T A S T E Y K A K E, which is uh, great, but it's no 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 great. Those are frosted flakes. They're great. Fair enough. I'm just, we're gonna get sued, Bill. Uh, <laughs> so it's head. Take me for my pennies. <laughs> Taste Cake is headquartered in Philadelphia at, at the uh, Naval Business Center, which was called the Naval the Naval Shipyard. I don't, is it not called that anymore? No, no, yeah, they changed the name uh-huh. um, because now it's all businesses, pretty much. Yeah, I got you. It's not uh, really a shipyard anymore. Yeah. Is it? Uh, it was founded by Philip J. Bauer and Herbert T. Morris in Germantown, PA. Yep. Well, in Germantown, no, Germantown, Germantown in Philly, Philly, the neighborhood, and uh, on uh, Sedgley Ave with an investment of fifty thousand dollars in uh, November nineteen thirteen. It's older than I thought it was. Yeah, it, yeah, much older than I thought. I, th- I just saw it was built up in the fifties, but yeah, the uh, the first attempt to open a bakery in Pittsburgh, but it was sold to Ward Baking Company, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, so they could have been a Pittsburgh thing, but thank God, they weren't. thank God they weren't. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason for that, like a kind of a funny reason. Yeah, it was the uh, the terms of sale. They they were prohibited from opening a bakery within 100 miles of Pittsburgh. 
which I'm not sure why, but it's I guess competition. Yeah, well, it's a non-compete, but usually those are like based on a time no, thing. Yeah, so like after after a certain amount of time, you can open it. But I guess it was I guess in perpetuity. No, yeah. So they're like, fine, we'll just we'll, we'll just, just go, go to Philly. Philly. Fuck it, and we'll just do that. So the other the other major metropolitan yeah. metropolitan area in the state. So they went across state and they uh, they did it. They the name was proposed by Morris's wife. And it was the uh, also the slogan the the cake that made mother stop baking, which is pretty, which is, pretty good slogan actually. It is a pretty good slogan, but it's also just whenever I hear the word mother, I'd think of the um, our vice president calling his wife I, mother. I knew that's what your mother, mother and I don't sleep in the same bed. <laughs> when mother and I make love, we don't make eye contact, and I actually just finish in oh no 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 that got that got too graphic that got too graphic that got way too graphic way too graphic anytime you hear anytime i hear the word come and then cup it's just way too graphic insemination no 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 is is finished by a robot nope mother nope oh god all right mother can you hear me oh my god mother do you love me i should never have mentioned pence's wife's mother name oh god um so so so, so after you don't like my bits i uh, asked no your bits i love your bits bill your bill bits yeah uh, so you know, after, first, time, first time i've ever heard that sentence <laughs> so after the meteoric rise of uh of their products they were they were delivered by uh by horse-drawn carriages until 1941 and they were only sold in yeah Italy. that's actually kind of cool to me yeah um all the way up in the 1940s well like people were Cars weren't like super. Yeah, I mean, popular. cars were very, very accessible, but, but it's that's that's pretty wild. It's pretty like crazy. Forty-one. Like 41. Uh, but the really cool thing is, yeah, after after obviously Pearl Harbor and yeah. and, and the the war effort, they donated thousands of cakes and pies to overseas troops. Yeah, that's which is pretty that's wild. Really Actually, I don't know if they donated them or if they just, if they were a vendor, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, so I, I don't, don't want to say that, but Hershey they, did that as well with chocolate bars. That's why they're the little rationed. Yeah, yeah. Um, which we'll, I mean, we'll talk about that in their episode, but yeah. But you know, they they did their part, and yeah. you know, after the war, their distrib- their distribution expanded to Western PA and also Virginia. So they ended up coming back into the market for Pittsburgh anyway. Right. And <laughs> if this, this, the take cynic, that, you Yinzers. <laughs> the cynic in me is like, well, they kind of just did that as a way to expand their business, but um, they probably to a degree. But they probably but made a, they probably, probably like, made a lot of troops happy yeah. with their with their goods. And, and like patriotism was pretty high. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll take that cynical note out of there. But you turd. Uh, I'm yeah terrible turd. But hey, I love I love <laughs> Taste of Cakes. Terrible turd's pretty good. So Bill, do you want to talk about their uh, their boycott in 1959? Yeah, dude, I found this fascinating. So in 1959, a boycott was led by a group of African American Philadelphians. Mm-hmm. Um, they referred to themselves as the 400 Ministers. Pretty badass. They're led by Reverend, Reverend Leon Sullivan um, because he and others believe the public need to see African Americans in p- more positions than just menial labor, which is right. true. Fantastic. Yeah, it's that's a way of garnering respect. So what he they wanted was they wanted African American men specifically mm-hmm. to work as driver salesmen um, mm-hmm. to because, be to be the face of the company, basically. Right, because these guys they weren't just drivers. Like I said, they were driver salesmen mm-hmm. and. They had some autonomy. They would go to different company, like grocery stores, other places, right. to deliver their goods. But they also sold them there and to different retailers, and it could be really lucrative through the commissions. Right. So they, they were just strip salesmen. Along, yeah. So they kind of just double duty then. Yeah, exactly. So talks were pretty cordial between the two parties, but mm-hmm. Tasty Cake refused to change their hiring policies. Mm-hmm. So on June 16th, the ministers announced that they would be boycotting Tasty Cake. Right. Sullivan actually served as the spokesperson and chief negotiator, and Tasty Cake actually employed a large amount of African Americans, uh, more so than other companies in the area. Right. They did restrict them from certain production departments. Right. And it was rumored that they required African American workers to use segre- segregated restrooms and locker facilities. This mm. one, this isn't really shocking to me. No, it's even though easy. like PA is usually considered more progressive right. than like some of the southern states, it's still like. Yeah, and it's, it's it's not the most progressive by any stretch of the imagination, even in Philadelphia. Yeah, so Taste Cake doesn't look too hot here, though. <laughs> right? No, yeah. like yeah, they were absolutely doing uh, bigoted practices. Right, but you know, I mean, they're they're a part of the community, uh, right? In a lot of communities as well, right? They were popular in African American communities as well as black communities. Yeah, as well too. that's where they had some of their biggest sales was in the African American communities, apparently. So, Sullivan and the ministers convinced African American stores to also boycott the company, and that'll do it. That'll do it, man. That'll Hit, do it. <laughs> make them make them vote with their wallet. You know, vote yeah. with your wallets is it's a real thing. 
man, you hit them where it counts. People, people take notice. Yeah, I had a, my first semester of college, I took it, or not college, uh, grad school, I took an African-American history course, and uh, the professor and I were pretty much on the same page, like, every time we're like, hit them where it counts, hit them where it hurts, because people would be like, oh, you know, give appeal to their moral things and this, and he's like, nah. People are people are terrible people. He's like, uh, just, moral, you can say anything about morals, but, but what people care about, they care about their, their money, their livelihood and their money, yep. and that's, and that's the sad truth of things, and it, it tended to, it, it yep. worked for them, didn't it? It, it did work. Um, so they Tasty Cake capitulated. They renegotiated August seventh, nineteen fifty nine. The boycott ended, so it lasted a little over two months. Yeah, or a little, little under two months actually. I also can't math. <laughs> Not as bad as me though. Um, so the African American workers were now hired in those driver salesman positions, and they had fixed routes, which is like that's pretty big to get yeah. a fixed route. That that's your people. That's your that, territory. Yeah. yeah. And now African-American women were hired for positions that were previously only held by white women, mm-hmm. which is pretty big. And all the plants facilities were desegregated. Nice. Yeah, it's good. So, so they, they ended up um, becoming the, the huge company they are now. I mean, yeah, they're, they're enormous. They're, uh, what's your favorite taste of cake? I like the pies. Yeah. I like, I'm, I'm a big fan of the pies. Like the, uh, I was going to say the pies too. Man, the fucking... I love to freeze or get cold a butterscotch crimpet. Mm. Butterscotch crimpets are, like... I think I think you're honest on there. Like, the temperature they're at, if it's too hot, I just not a big fan. Well, they, they, they're, like, they get, mushy and, yeah. and like, the, the, the frost is good. they're cold. Yeah. I love their uh, their, their their cuff cakes, the crumbles. Yeah, cake. those, are, those are really Fantastic. great. The fucking... Um, this is why, we're, this is why we're, we're big boys. I love boys. tasty cakes, This too. is why we're big well, boys. Well, I get those free ones from my family, so... Yeah, lucky asshole. Uh, <laughs> um, so let's talk about our, our last lovely treat of the of the day. Give it uh, on me. Give it to old, me. Lay it on the me. Good old, the good old banana split, uh, yeah, which was which was split. which was invented in Latrobe. Again, Latrobe's coming up big time. So Woo! take that everywhere else. Uh, it was it was invented by a 23 year old apprentice pharmacist named David. Evans Strickler, fantastic name. It is a good name. And uh, in 1904 at the Tassel Pharmacy, uh, again in Latrobe, and it cost 10 cents. That's how much they charged, 10 cents, which was about $2.83 in today's money. Man, another like six bucks. Right. The The treat was made popular through word of mouth, like a lot of things. Yeah. Shout out to our podcast. Keep yeah, talking about keep, it. Yeah, keep talking about it. Uh, but... It, so the recipe for it, it's a uh, it's a lengthwise split banana, two scoops of ice cream at each end, and in the middle there's a, a good old spoonful of whipped cream, and with mm. a uh, maraschino cherry on top. And at one end of the uh, the ice cream is, uh, you know, one of the ice cream is covered with chopped nuts, and the other end is cut up with chopped mixed fruit. That was the yeah. original recipe. Okay. Which sounds so old timey to me. Right, but uh, also sounds really good actually. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm thinking like what I'd kind of. It, up. I don't, it doesn't it doesn't mention like, like anything. Strawberries, any, kiwis. Yeah, probably Pro- strawberries and probably like berries then, but like berries. Now, yeah, berries like uh, blueberries. Yeah, because the uh, cause they didn't they don't mention any any like hot chocolate or anything like that or like the chocolate. no like the fudge or yeah anything. that's what I imagine with with the uh, banana splits. But the uh, Walgreens pharmacy they they took note and they popularized it because they could put it in all their stores and right. they began selling it. All, on a little side note, not a Pennsylvania related thing, but Walgreens actually made milkshakes really popular in the twenties. So and oh, again, okay. again, and well, the same with the banana. Pharmacies the were huge for yeah. spreading all this kind of stuff. Exactly, they they were they were basically kind of like they weren't convenience stores because they didn't they, they didn't sell other goods. They no. just they just sold their farm, pharmaceutical goods, but they also sold like soda. Right, and they sold ice cream. They, they did like, all those kind of things. So, yeah. But well, they were they're almost like a gathering place. They were a gathering place. Yeah, it was a community thing. That, yeah, because you know, even we have or there used to be. I don't know if it's still open, in, but in Sunbury, um, mm. next town next to Northumberland. Where I went, the town I went to high school in, they right. had an old school pharmacy, Summary Pharmacy, and it's kind of like that. Like you could get like uh, something quick to eat. Not like they didn't make sandwiches or anything like that, but they had like like snack foods you could pick up and right. some, some convenience goods and stuff like that. But also right. do your pharmaceutical needs there too. Right, right. And again, back back in the twenties, convenience stores weren't weren't really a thing. So that was mainly just like a gathering place. Plus, like, hey, I need to get my drugs. Yeah. <laughs> But now uh, you just go down the street corner for that. Now you, get, now you go get your heroin in Kensington, but um, <laughs> you see gritty there. <laughs> Good old gritty, but yeah, it's you, you know I, I didn't know that Banana Split was invented in Pennsylvania. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I yeah, had no good. idea. 
and now it's just a thing that everyone eats at like uh what where, where would you eat a banana split at like a dairy queen or something What's no like that's a, not where i would go for it i well, mean you can no but that's that's everyone thinks like they're thinking like yeah. this random like big chain ice cream shops but yeah good stuff though so I think that wraps are. I mean, obviously this is a very short list. I mean, it's it's a fairly longish episode, but there's there's but a lot there's of tons more. There's yeah. so much stuff we didn't mention. And if you think we missed something that's your favorite, tweet it out. Yeah, tweet it out. Send Facebook us an email. it. Let us know. Emails, Instagram. On that note, share those that information real quick. Um, we're at Instagram at Uncommonwealth Podcast, uh, on Facebook at Uncommonwealth Podcast, and Twitter at Uncommonwealth P. Mm. I'm so yeah. glad it's our 10th episode. Yeah, dude. So cool. We're doing the fucking thing. We're doing the fucking thing. High five. No, that's a weak that's high five. That's a weak high five. Yeah. There we go. That's a, that, that, that's, that, that's, that slaps. That slaps. That shit slaps, Those bro. dicks slap. Those... <laughs> wow, these dicks slap. That, Shout that, out to Ernie Tyler. That, that was your, uh, your trivia? That was our trivia team name, name yeah, the other night. We took third. That's Oh, not bad. No. Out, of, out of how many? I don't know. There were not a huge amount, but pretty good. So when we it, took first, there were tons of people there. Hmm. Solid stuff. But you know, thank thank you thank you guys for listening. We definitely appreciate it. Keep listening. Uh, subscribe. You guys are the best. We really love you. Send us send you're us the, those reviews. You're the only thing. The only thing that keeps Bill happy. Just keeps me uh, getting up in the morning and going. <laughs> I think Bill's trying to tell us something. Nah, it's not true. <laughs> uh, but I have Penn State football. <laughs> yeah, we got Penn State football to keep us alive. But uh, and the Eagles. Well. So what, what's our what's our uh, what's our town name, Bill? Do you got it's a good very one? special one for our 10th episode. Oh, yeah? I'm excited. What is it? You should be excited because it gets people excited. Oh, God. And then they get a little tired when they're done. It's a climax! <laughs> climax? Wait, <laughs> where? Really? Climax, Pennsylvania. Where? Where is that at? Um, It's out in Armstrong County in Mahoning Township. Where, where's that at? Out towards the west. Oh, yeah. I, ne- see, I see. Out yeah. near Clarion. Yeah. And New Bethlehem. Climax. Next to New Bethlehem? Sad. Shame for shame, climax. Well, I mean, how do you think Jesus got here? Oh God, I'm sure God did his due diligence for no, 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 Bill, no, Bill. I don't know climax. That's I don't know where his name came from. I couldn't find anything on it. It's like the the town in California and also in Oregon. Well, actually, I don't think it's in Oregon. You're. I was gonna say Eureka, which is actually a really cool town in California, which I've been to. But uh, oh man, I don't know where to go from there. Um, well, yeah, men usually don't. Um, <laughs> so people, uh, you know, I've, I've heard people say that we have some very serious episodes and we touch on some serious subjects. This is not one of them. This no, episode. we try um, to we try to keep it keep, keep, uh, keep mixed it, bag. Yeah, um, keep it guessing. But we seven different kinds of smoke at you, man. That's that's an extreme though to hear Bill say the word climax and splute and splute. <laughs> Oops. Oh man, um, I I think that about does it for today's episode, Bill. Right? Happy uh, happy tenth episode. Happy tenth, happy tenth man. We're here's, ten years old. Here's to an, old. here's to We're another ten ten weeks old. Another another x amount. Yeah, we got hundreds of topics. We to got a lot of topics to do, and and we'll we'll touch upon Hershey and touch about probably two steaks. Yeah, uh, and, later, and other not food related, yeah, other non food related things too. But, uh, but again, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah, we appreciate it. Like and subscribe. Give a review. Keep spreading the good word. Yeah, keep that, spreading the good word. Good, good word. T- tell your friends that you'll you'll hear you'll learn stuff, and you also hear one of the we're building to one of the co-hosts say the word climax yeah, randomly. We're, so we're, we're building to a climax. Yeah. And then there will be a denouement. This has been Anasaz. This has been Bill. And we've been the Uncommon Podcast. Get that climax! <laughs>